Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another word-filled message by David Entry. Preaching is the means by which God manifests his word and nourishes our spirits. May the life of God enter into you and you as you listen to this message. Be blessed. Your biggest advantage in life is your hunger. Your greatest vulnerability in life has to do with your hunger. The same place. What you are hungry for is what determines what you turn out to be in life. What you have a desire for is what determines what how you turn out to be in life. Because when God created man, he said, and God blessed them and said, multiply and replenish the head and have dominion. So we have been given the powers and the ability to be in charge. But to the extent to which you can be in charge has to do with what you are hungry for. Some of us can do a lot of things. Some of us have finished certain courses which others didn't finish. But you were able to do it even though many people couldn't do it because of your hunger. Yes, your hunger will generate persistence. Your hunger will generate intolerance. Or Tolerance. And the best thing that can ever happen to any any human being alive is a hunger for God. When somebody is hungry for God, there is no telling where they can end up. You can't define their boundaries. But when they are hungry for God, their hunger creates room for God in their lives. Because God reacts to our desires and hunger for him. So the more you are hungry for God, the more he can do with your life. So you can show me someone who has lived a good life for a very long time all his life. And yet his hunger is at this level. And show me someone who has been living bad life all his life till this stage, and his hunger is at this level. God can do more with the one who is hungry. Look at Moses. It took hunger for God to say, now I can use you. He was really determined to do something about the situation of God's people. God said, yeah, now you are talking. Let's go and let me get you ready to use. So, when I was in secondary school, I believe it is 1994, possibly. I think it was 1994 or 1993. I I made this one of the biggest discoveries in my life, which is the greatest asset in life is an insatiable hunger for God. That is the greatest asset. 
Your greatest advantage in life is your hunger for God. That's what gives you an advantage over others. God said, I have rejected Saul because I have found a man who is after my heart. David could never have enough of God. He would wake up early in the morning and start to worship. He'll be praising God. Come uh, rain, come shine. He'll be praising God. Any day, any time, he'll be praising God. When his enemies rise up against him, read the Psalms that David wrote. He always will usually end with, I'll praise the Lord. Whether things were good, whether things were not good. David knew how to be grateful to God, how to praise him. To the extent that when God promised that I'm going to build you a house, he said, God, you've done enough. It's done enough, but you've done so much. But now look at what you are planning to do. As though what you have done is not enough. And God says, such a man, if I'm going to come on earth, I'm happy to be called his son. Jesus of Nazareth, son of David. So I'm happy to be called his son because I work with people who are hungry for me. Not with people who know me. To be honest, the more you know God, the more you are hungry for him. So Jesus told the, um, the church, he said in Revelation chapter um, I think 4 verse 11 or 4 verse 20. It says that I come quickly. My reward is with me. Hold fast that which you have got that no man takes your crown. <laughs> Revelation chapter 4 verse 11 or verse 20. He said hold fast that which you have got that no man takes your crown. Behold, I come quickly. 3 verse 11. All right. Revelation 3. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have that no one may take your crown. <laughs> that means that you can have something great today and lose it tomorrow. Yeah. Hold fast. And I believe that he's talking in relation with our work with him. Yeah. Hold fast. Brothers and sisters, that's the scripture that came on my heart so strong. If there's something that shouldn't slip out of your hands, it's your desire to, to come to church, your desire to pursue God, your desire, it will be challenged. It will be challenged. Some of us are doing well so far for obvious reasons. Some of us are doing well up until now because it's better than it's better to stay in the frying pan than to be in the fire. <laughs> the options are very limited. So we make do with it. You don't have a television. Even you live with some friends and you don't like going home. So the more you are in church, the better it is for you. No, that's okay. That's okay. God can use that too. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, sometimes you can live with some people you really don't like going home. 
because home is really not. So some of us, the options are little. Others too, you're actually stressed and um, um, you're worried. You're worried that things will work. And the kind of testimonies you are hearing here, well, let me just keep going. Because you don't know. Pay adventure, it turns out to be my favor. So some of us will also be coming because. And others will also come because. That's the biggest one of it. Others will come because. There are certain people here, they know they don't have an answer for pastor. <laughs> what am I going to tell pastor that today? I just wanted to go and watch a program. I want. <laughs> don't have an answer for a pastor like me who will be asking, where were you last night? <laughs> Their options are limited. Even when they don't feel like coming, they have to come because pastor will ask. <laughs> but when all the options are not really applicable to you, when you can choose to stay home, when you can have other things you can count at least much more encouraging or engaging, mm-hmm. You know, your friend has just returned from, come from America or is visiting for one week from Japan and he, he wants to, there's a Japanese restaurant somewhere in the city which on Thursday nights, their meal is unique. There's a special on the house, chef special on Thursday. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? Options. I want to say options. options. Say Options. But if your pursuit has got to do with a heart for God, one of the things that really sometimes gets my attention is very interesting is that um, if you knew what your tithing will do for you, you would have tithed even much more effectively. If you knew what the prayer is doing for you, but the problem is that sometimes, that's why it's, it's not a problem, but the interesting thing is you have to walk with God by faith, knowing that he's faithful. And as you walk with God by faith and you keep engaging the prayer, in the, in the next two years, you'll be shocked where you'll be and you'll be wondering, what would have happened if I had not taken this step? And then those who didn't take the step thinking they were wise, they look at you and the, the difference is big. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can't reverse and go back to the future to redo it more. So when you're doing, you're working with God and doing some things, you might as well know that God is not unfaithful or unrighteous to forget your labor of love. Your greatest asset, as I found out some 23 years ago, is your hunger for God. The more hungry you are for God, the more he can show himself in you. Bible talks about how the eyes of God move through and through the whole earth, seeking to show himself strong in the behalf of those whose hearts are right towards him. I think in 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, 2 Chronicles 69, uh, 9, 16 or 69, one of the Chronicles, 69. Oh, it's already there, okay. For the eyes of the Lord run, second Chronicles says, run to and fro. Where? Everywhere. Every the eyes of the Lord is like this. Going to what for what? For what? Show to show himself strong on the behalf, not everybody. Show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. 
when you read the King James, said, on the behalf of those whose hearts are right towards him. Those whose hearts are perfect towards him. That's, that's the, he's showing, so if you begin to, if you have a heart for him, he will show up in your life. Yeah. Your greatest asset in life is your heart for God. Watch this. Hold fast that no one takes away that from you. Don't let anyone take it away from you. It's like when a young lady is growing up and they said that before you get married, one of the best things you can present to, we used to teach them. In a, a youthful time, we used to teach all the young ladies, your youth, that one of the greatest things that you can give to your husband on your marriage is your chastity, your virginity. Your virginity, you present to the one who you love, who has married you and your husband. The best thing you can present to him. But one thing I also know is that <laughs> you like this one. You even clap better. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Hey! <laughs> Shout hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He said, any, if any man, he didn't say any, he said any man. <laughs> Anyone, okay. King James or any man. If anyone, I am he. Yes. That man means both male and female. If anyone be in Christ, he is, she is a new creation. All things are gone. All things. So if you if you look at his back or look at her back, there used to be a scar there. Once he's born again, look, the scar is gone. The scar is gone. Just that, but you see physically, yeah, it's, it's a scar, but if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed. Behold, all things have become new. Why did I talk about this virginity thing? Your fire, your heart, your desire for Jesus is just like that. If you lose it, it is hard to gain it back. Am I communicating to someone? If you have an idea what I'm talking about, not the virgin bit, I mean the fire for Jesus bit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hold fast your crown that no one takes away your crown. Hold it fast. What am I talking about? Your hunger for God, your love for God, your love for God. Someone say, I love you, Lord. Somebody say, I love, you, I love you, Lord. And you know something? Your love for God can easily be distracted or diluted by what you constantly expose yourself to. So you expose yourself to some certain wrong companies. It's going to affect your love for God. You expose yourself to... Um, Certain images is going to affect your love for God. You expose yourself to certain people is going to affect your love for God. You expose yourself to certain type of music is going. No, no, it's okay to listen, but it's going to rest assured. It's going to affect your love for God. And then what? I, sometimes what I, I find interesting is people come and sit in church like this, and guess what? They are saying, "I don't know nothing. I don't feel anything like I used to feel." Check the things you have been feeding on. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can also subscribe to Karis Church on YouTube. 
Don't forget to share and subscribe to our podcast so you're always up to date. Be blessed.